Claptrap, episode 19, Whitewater Rafting. Hope your week is going swell. The weather's actually been pretty nice up here in the great state of Ohio. You know, around mid-70s here in March, that's that's pretty good. I'm not going to complain. But all this nice weather has been got me thinking about one of my favorite summer activities, and that is whitewater rafting. So in this episode, me and Josh just kind of go back and forth and rift a little bit on the subject. We've both been several times in both West Virginia and Tennessee, and it's just a really fun experience kind of extreme, gets the blood pumping. So we just thought it'd be cool to share some of our experiences with you guys. So with that, here we go. Ah, the joys of rafting. Do I miss it? Most definitely. I tell you what, this is a, I don't know, would you consider it a sport? I would consider it a extreme sport, probably. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess it was in the Olympics, right? which I didn't even know. They have whitewater events within the Olympics, and we've gone multiple times, both you and I. We've been to the New River Gorge in West Virginia, and then we've also done the Ocoee River in Tennessee. And when we did the Ocoee River, our guide was telling us that the whitewater events for, what was it, the 92 Atlanta Olympics were actually at Ocoee, Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of a man-made section, if I remember right, and it definitely had a a really big hit there through that section. So I can see why it was Olympic style. I mean, we made it through it, so I don't know. I don't know if that qualifies us or not. I don't, I wouldn't know, you know, the first thing about qualifying for a rafting team, I guess, you know, to go over it, we could just go over the basics of, you know, rafting in general and why we got into it. I mean, I, I got into it because of you, because you're, you and your family went, I think, before you invited me the first time where we took our, our friends and such with us. but Yeah, I've been whitewater rafting, who I don't even know how many times, probably oh, six or seven uh, in total between West Virginia and Tennessee, both. I've been going to the New River Gorge for, for years, but... It's kind of a hidden gem. I mean, I definitely wasn't expecting that area to be so... I don't know, just like known for whitewater rafting until I went down there with you. I guess being an Ohio native, like we don't really have whitewater around here. You got, you know, canoeing spots and everything. And then you see like, you know, big rivers like the Colorado that you hear about people going rafting and things like that. But it's not something you just run into. It's something you definitely got to plan in advance and have a little bit of, I guess, foresight going into it on what it's going to be like to prepare yourself so you're not just going in there hey this is just going to be a a walk in the park it's definitely a little bit of a safety concern i guess if you don't know how to pay attention and i guess have panic attacks or or just don't have a strong swimming background i guess i wouldn't even know if that's accurate i don't think you have to be a, a real strong swimmer to go rafting i don't know i would say it depends like you were saying, that probably the closest whitewater to us from northeastern Ohio is probably Ohio Pile, which is 
it's kind of like on the border where Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Maryland all come together. That's kind of the region it's at. It might be slightly closer than the New River Gorge, but yeah, definitely being an extreme sport, I mean, there is an element of danger. Uh, probably a couple people die nationwide every year. One time when I went with my family, my mom tore her ACL. So, I mean, it's definitely a, like a, an intense thing. So if you got like heart issues or something, I would probably stay away. I, I wouldn't like deter you either, though, like you were saying. If you follow the rules, and it depends what kind of class you go into as well. I'm not sure if they actually have a class one or not. And I guess there technically probably is. It's like swimming, swimming rapids, maybe, or, you know, very light swimming rapids. But they have all the way to is class six, the highest, I think. I believe class six is the highest. Yeah. Yeah. So class six being the most dangerous, obviously, if you're not in a person who's done it, I wouldn't go to a class six rapid you know, your first time off the bat, but also if you really trust yourself with swimming and such and stuff like that, or can follow directions really well, I don't think it's that big of a deal because the first time we went, it was class four and class five rapids. And I really didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah, we, we fell out of the boat and everything, but just being able to follow the directions of our guide, I I never felt like I was in any danger, really. Well, yeah, a lot of people misconstrue what kind of the class system means. And like you alluded to, it means more of how dangerous they are due to the features of the rocks within each rapid. You could have like a class three be more exciting than a class six. It just depends on the dangerous features that were are within each one. Like in my time in at the New River Gorge on the New River rafting that, I remember there's one called Zigzag which is kind of, I mean, it's, I would say it's mildly exciting, but it's very dangerous because your boat kind of shuttles back and forth between, or it's called double Z, not zigzag. You shuttle back and forth from side to side across the river. So you're going left to right, hitting different rapids. And it's kind of like one of those ones where normally if you fall out of the boat, they'd be like, oh, the dangerous parts on the left swim to the right hand side of the river. But in this one, you've got like things on both sides undercut rocks and things like that to avoid so and that that's probably one of the biggest dangers of rafting in general so if there's not a good clear spot to like swim off to that's where you see your your most danger or if you're going over a ledge or something like that that you can't see underneath the water that has like an undercurrent that has like a a pulling downward effect you know things like that that you can't necessarily see but if you have an experienced raft guide, they would tell you, you know, what areas to watch out for and what areas definitely not to fall out of the boat. And they have tips and tricks to make sure that you don't fall out of the boat. And honestly, I mean, I'm sure it's happened where boats have tipped over when people listened in, in the event. But I bet there's some statistic out there that you could say, if you follow all the directions of your guide, the likelihood of you falling out of the boat is pretty slim i think i mean there's always that weird those weird cases because obviously we can't control mother nature and the flow of waters and it's a very you know powerful force a lot of people don't realize how strong water can be sure it's it's white water but the force of that that water you know is you can't really surpass it in most cases as as humans 
Yeah, that's why, like, the undercut rocks, you know, so this river, I think the new river is actually, it's, like, crazy old. I think it's, like, I don't know what the statistic is, like, the second oldest river in the world. I don't know how they even calculate that, but, (laughs) or they could just be lying to me. I don't know. That's what the river guy told me. And so you've had water running through there, like, millions of years, and you're just eroding these, like, boulders the size of houses, so where the water level is, it'll look like, okay, the boulder is completely round. There's nothing missing from it. But then under the water, there'll be like a shelf cut away. And that's where people normally get trapped if there's a, a huge problem. Which I still believe that it's a pretty slim chance that you get in that scenario. I would beckon to even say that most cases when these kind of things happen are probably people in the smaller rafts. So maybe you know, four person rafts or under, or maybe even your, your single person floating devices, like your little ducky kayaks and things like that, where people fall out and necessarily aren't experienced or are ready to take on that kind of extra, I guess, burden and, and, uh, an attention setting in order to handle that. But in most cases, or at least the ones that we've done, I think it's always been like a six person raft, which is pretty stable. It's a bigger boat. And like I've said before, I never felt like I was in any danger at all. Well, so the kind of the options that you can do when once you go whitewater rafting are so like Josh was alluding to duckies or kayaks, which are kind of just like a single person. Duckies are like an inflatable raft versus like a kayak, which is like a hard plastic. Then you can step up to like a four man and then a six man. And then I've done an eight man as well. And as you go up in size, you're obviously loading the boat with more weight. So the higher momentum you have with the more people you have, it kind of smooths out the ride. Whereas if you're in like a four or six man, the river can kind of abuse you more. So if you go into those like super hard hits, you know, the, the river can take you where, where it wants to. Right. We'll go back to another sports analogy. It's like if you have a lineman who's 300 pounds versus a lineman who's 150 pounds, the 300 pound guy is harder to move than the 150 pound guy. Same thing goes for the rafting. If there's eight people in the boat, your boat's a little bit bigger. So you got a little more surface area and a little more weight to it. So it's harder to push you around. Whereas the smaller boats, like you said, you can get tossed around a little more, which I actually prefer, but some people aren't, aren't up for that. And going into whitewater rafting, probably another thing to know ahead of time is that you are going to have to listen to directions and row. The rowing commands are definitely important because the guide will put you in the position to A, get the most out of the run through the rapids. So he's going to try to make it as fun as possible. And then you also need to row into certain positions to stay out of danger. So if you don't listen to directions, you could probably end up in a bad situation. Well, then you're going to say, well, how does the how does the raft guy know to, to do that? Now, you, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing there's a, a training program that these guys go through. And I don't believe they send out raft guides, you know, down a river unless they're like super professional the first time without go, ha, having been down the river multiple times. I'm sure they have to be tested and have to pass certain you know levels of knowing you know, where all the rapids are on the river or the section that they're going through. So that way they know how to navigate through it. So that way when they take people into it, they actually have a good idea on how to keep those people safe. They don't just, you know, throw you in there with, with no idea going in. 
Oh yeah, the the raft guides are definitely trained. It's not like, you know, the commercials were, oh, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night and they just throw you out there with some rando going down this river. I don't know if it's true or not. I heard that the guides have to swim all the rapids before they get certified into taking people down it in a boat because they got to know, you know, where's the danger areas. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. I don't know if I, I personally would like to volunteer doing that depending on, you know, what kind of class you're going through. But I would assume it, that's, you know, really helpful to understand the power of the rapid. It's it's no different than like, you know, if you get handed a taser before you use it on someone, they typically have you get shot by it. So that way you understand how bad it hurts, right? Same principle. You've fallen out before, haven't you? Well, I guess we all did in the Koei River. We got dumped out towards the end, the whole raft. Right. Our raft guide did it on purpose, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did it on purpose. He, he thought we were getting a little too arrogant and just dumped us all out. Yeah, so they definitely have the power to control the boat. I mean, they have a lot of power on the back end with their paddle. So if you're not paying attention, you know, those guys can kind of do with you what they want. They can, you know, either splash you, yell at you, knock you on the top of of your helmet to get you to pay attention. Or, you know, even if you are a pretty good rafting team, we experienced that the raft guide was able to flip us in a rapid when he wanted to, and we couldn't really do anything about it. And I've fallen out multiple times because I've I've gone so much, but you really don't want to swim the rapids. It's not the funnest thing in the world because you're, you know, getting swept away and you're just like getting scraped over a bunch of rocks. Even if you're like in a swimming position and your legs are only, you know, a couple inches under the water, it's just not not a good time. Yeah, I think the one time I'm recalling here is when we were at the New River Gorge and I don't think it was an on purpose flip and our whole raft flipped over. And like, I remember that our guide told us if you fall out, just like curl up in a ball and eventually like your, your life preserver will make you pop back up. And that's all I did. So I don't even remember like touching anything, but I remember like popping up real fast and then looking around for like everyone else and you guys, and you guys took a couple extra seconds to pop up. I was like, where's everyone at? Well, one of the scariest times for me was, I think on both rivers that I've been on, they do this thing called surfing, which is when you have certain features that the rapids provide and you kind of have like a recirculating current. So the water will like go over like a longer shelf of rock and then it'll kind of like curl the river back on itself. So you can do this thing called surfing where you'll paddle the boat up to it and you'll kind of just stay in place and then you'll just get blasted by that recirculating water. Well, the one time I fell out in that recirculating portion of it. I remember that now. Yes. Yeah. Like we were taking on a whole bunch of water, Mr. Squidward and the front end of our boat dipped down into the river and the back end, you know, went Titanic side up and like half of you guys fell out and the other half of us hung on for dear life on the top side of the boat. And yeah, no, I, I recall that. That was, that was scary. Yeah. So, so I fell in and I could feel the boat above me. So I was like trapped under the boat, but then I was like, 
Uh, they say to ball up or whatever. So I still got my paddle. That's one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to lose your paddle because then you're like useless the rest of the way down the river. And I, I balled up and then I could feel the river take me and then I was able to pop up after that. But those couple seconds when you're just trapped under a boat in the middle of a raging rapid, you kind of just got to like calm yourself down and bring you back into like, okay, just remember what they told me. And then, like I said, popped out 20 yards down the stream then. Yeah, I don't know how half of us hung on to that that raft at that point. I remember like holding on to someone like grab my leg. I think it was Jake Cavalier and he was like just getting blasted by that rapid. I don't know how he didn't fall out and we like fall back over like flat on the boat. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I was taking on so much water." I'm like, "I thought I felt someone like hanging on me." <laughs> but that that guide was I remember being pretty funny. And he was laughing at all you guys who fell out. So what do you think is your favorite position to be on the boat? Do you like the front, the middle, the back? Well, I think every single time I've gone, I think it's been a six-person boat. I definitely want to experience like a four-person event. So I think you have a little more responsibility in those situations, but... I don't know. I like getting hit in the face with water and you definitely get hit in the face with more water on the, on the front end. I actually even feel more stable on the front end. I don't know if that's just like the curvature of the most of the boats is like nice for leaning your, your front leg on, but like the back position, I always feel like I was going to get like catapulted out. And for me, the middle position, you're just like, I don't know. You're like pretty safe. There's not like anything really bad happening to you. I will definitely agree with that assessment. If you're looking for adventure, definitely go either in the front or the back. You want to be on one of the ends. You'll have a different experience. Like there's different dangers, like Josh was saying. Either you get drowned in the front or you have the opportunity of just getting flung into outer space in the back. And then in the middle, you're just kind of, you're you're along for the ride kind of thing. What's good about the front is they, like you were saying, the curvature of the boat, it gives you a good, nice spot to put your feet in order to kind of wedge yourself in there and give you a nice base. Whereas the other two rows, it's not as good. On the uh, Ocoee River, I was in the back left and we were just kind of coming out of a rapid and I I thought it was over. And then we just kind of hit this spot and the boat kind of got flexed. And then I got shot to the moon. (laughs) You landed on me. I remember that. I was the only one who got flung up for some reason. Uh, I have an awesome GoPro video that I'm going to post after this episode, and you'll be able to see me just getting flung into outer space on that one. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't think that going into it, like the first time we went, I was definitely like I was more excited to go in the front, but I was definitely more afraid because I didn't think I was going to have that much control. But as the person in front you also have more responsibility too because everyone is going off of your cadence for rowing. So when the guide tells you to row, everyone on the left or right side is mimicking your paddle or trying to mimic your paddle stroke. And if they don't, then you guys are going to have problems. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely need some, somebody with some leadership skills probably to be in the front two sides because like you said they they set the pace so if the the guide commands you know four strokes forward you know he's got to listen to the directions and be on top of that they got to be paying attention or else you 
you'll probably get yelled at. <laughs> I can say that's happened a few times. <laughs> I remember that that first time we went, somebody had fallen out of our boat and the guide was trying to yell commands to us. And he was yelling like forward as in, I want you to row forward. And then we're, we thought he was talking to the guy that was in the water. We're like, yeah, come forward, come forward. And he's like, no, you blankety blanks in the boat. I want you to row forward. Yeah. We had like no idea. It was, I think it was the first time someone fell out and we're like, we were just like sticker shock. We're like, Oh my God. Like you could, you could fall in the river on this thing. And then they're like, I don't know why we forgot what we had to do, which was pretty funny. But in that event, we did end up rowing forward after I'm pretty sure he, he hit someone in the back of the head with, with his oar. <laughs> yeah, we were just all dumb high schoolers back then, so I, I blame our youth. It is definitely a, a thing to take your, your friends on, I, th- I think, just because the it's exhilarating. I also believe it's a good date. To take your date, basically, because they say, you know, exhilarating things create strong relationships. You already have strong relationships with your family. So if you want to get that bond with your friends or your significant other, I think, you know, extreme sports is a great way to do that. And, you know, plus in the summertime normally is the is the time to go rafting. So it's nice and warm and you get to actually cool off in the water. So. And kind of an interesting thing about rafting is no matter when you go, you're probably going to have a different experience because the river and what's exposed changes based on the water level. So you can go multiple times and have a different experience every time just due to the different features that are exposed. So the time we went for our senior trip, it rained like an insane amount, like literally all weekend. Yeah, didn't they say it was something crazy like the water, the river rose like seven inches or something overnight? And it was just like completely changed the outcome of the river, how the river was moving over the rocks. Well, I think when we got there, they said that it was already like 20 feet above normal. So then it rained cats and dogs all night and then it rose even more like Josh said overnight. And our 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 camping experience was horrendous because we were just taken on water in in all of our tents i think my brother ended up sleeping on a picnic table and lowering the canopy like an inch from his face so he wasn't sleeping on the wet ground i'm pretty sure i slept until my face was like underwater and then i woke up like oh my god we're we're taking on water And then we went and slept in the truck. So that's another thing we haven't mentioned about rafting. A lot of times being outdoorsy, there's not really hotels in the middle of, you know, these forests. And so you're most likely going to be camping, whether it's a a camper or, you know, tent camping. And then you're just going to have to drive to whatever outlet that you're using to actually take you to the river. And it's the experience where... You're not driving to the river yourself. You're driving to this shack and you get loaded up on a bus like you're back in middle school going on a field trip. And then you all get to go together to the edge of the river and carry your rafts that way. Dude, the the bus ride there might be as exhilarating as the actual raft trip itself. The way some of those people drive on like those mountain roads in West Virginia. Is that like a... 
a universal thing though because i feel like that happened in tennessee to me too maybe it's just like a rafting thing like where they gotta like try and scare the crap out of you before you get there and just like dude i don't think you should be driving this raggedy old bus like this fast on these windy freaking roads man (laughs) like you feel like you're gonna like like you said either fall off the side there or the bus is gonna like fall apart (laughs) while you're going the buses they have are all like from the 70s held together with duct tape and chewing gum and they're just hauling the mail but i will say like you said it it definitely adds to the experience at least in my opinion kind of adjacent like you're saying when you go rafting you're probably gonna have to camp the place that we normally go is called ace adventure resorts in west virginia i've been there multiple times and you know there's a few different places to go but i would assume they're all similar in that they kind of have like a campground and then they have other activities that you can do on the weekend while you're there so you can i think they had like rock climbing or atvs and things like that right so if someone doesn't want to go rafting with you you know that there's still other things to do particularly at the lake you mentioned the ace river one by the new river gorge i remember it had like a lake or something with all those like lake floaty things which were really fun to play on as well as like you said some of the the other activities i I remember there was like horseback riding around it atv trails you know mountain bike paths and things like that so around these resorts that's how it, it seems like everything's going nowadays there's resorts that have everything you can do all in one which is nice so if if you're not exactly into rafting and your family or or friend group wants to go i wouldn't say like hey like don't bug out you can still go to the to the campsite and hang out at night or you know play some of the other games to them because you're you're not gonna raft you know multiple days in a row most likely i mean you might camp for a couple days but you're probably gonna raft one day maybe maybe two and then you know hang out for another day or two at the campsite now this is something i definitely want to do in the future but like my old college roommate matt estock from the uh soapbox derby episode he has family that lives out on the west coast and he's been to i think the snake river i want to say in idaho and they have like a week-long trip that you can take where you camp on the riverside every night and they take all the food and everything with you as you raft down the whole river oh that sounds pretty awesome especially if you don't got to carry the food i'm sure you got to like you know it's probably a little pricey i will say you know due to liability and and things i remember the new river gorge being around like 180 a person something like that maybe i'm sure the price have changed but you know even still like a full day activity if you look at it because it took us you know probably at least six or eight hours you know a full day it's worth of stuff and you stop and have lunch or whatnot and dinner if you do that kind of camping thing that that's that's pretty exciting yeah even on the day trips like you were saying you do take a break and then you stop halfway through and then the guides will cook you lunch they take stuff with you in coolers that they strap down in the middle of the raft don't lose that (laughs) it's usually a fairly decent lunch i mean it's a little more than just sandwiches and stuff they cook burgers and hot dogs and stuff like that if you're the the kind of person that can handle that obviously (laughs) this is gonna be like making fun of some people but if you've never camped before and you've never you know gone outside and and cooked yourself a hot dog or hamburger on an open fire i don't know if rafting 
is necessarily for you. Um, but I still think it's it's something worth trying. It's it's exhilarating. You know, it, it's a little dangerous, so it adds that a little bit of an anxiety to it in a good way, I think. And it also totally gets your mind off of everything else because you got to focus on what's in front of you. What is your favorite river that you've been on? I definitely like the New River better. I don't know if it was because it was long. Uh, they were probably about the same length. They're just, I felt like the the density of how many rapids there were on the New River, it's just really hard to beat. There's, you probably know how many rapids there are, but I feel like there was like over 60 rapids that you hit in during the time that you went over it. And they were not just like, you know, little little rapids that you just go go through they were you know ones that you really had to pay attention to or i felt like i did maybe i'd feel differently going on it again but i just remember like every single one i felt like i had to be paying attention and it was a little bit i didn't have to sit around and wait for the next rapid to come up because it was already there that is one thing like people think it's just a constant you're in rapids the entire time but kind of the way nature works is you'll go through a set of rapids and then you'll basically have to traverse basically what amounts to a a lake, I guess you could call it, but it's still within the river where it just kind of fills up with water and then it's kind of more still. So you got to traverse that before then you hit the next rapid and they kind of give you a break to, to come down from your adrenaline high before you hit the next one. I actually liked the Akoi, I think, because it's kind of a different one in that there's not a river there 11 months out of the year because you can only raft on it when they let the dam out that's upstream and then it recuts the river every year. And I just remember going onto the Akoi there right at the beginning where they launch you. It was like something out of Jurassic Park because we're in like the river, but there's trees in the river and we're having to like go through a forest in order to get down to where like the actual rapids and things start. So I thought that was cool. And then the whole experience with going through the Olympic section of the river where you're coming down this thing and they, that portion is man-made. So when the river wasn't let out, it was just dry land. They created like a concrete section of the river and put artificial rocks and stuff in there in order to get the effects that they want. And there's like grandstands and stuff. So there's people just like camped out on these grandstands watching the rafters come through and like cheering as you're going through the section. They're cheering for you to fall out. They're not actually cheering for you. (laughs) Yeah, let's be real. And the the name of that rapid is actually Godzilla because it eats so many people. And during the Atlanta Olympics, it wiped out every single Japanese team member that went through there. So it got the nickname Godzilla. (laughs) I want to say, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it something like there's an 11 foot drop on that thing or something? I mean, it's it is like as big as your boat. That one was probably one of the more wild rapids that I've been on. On the New River side, there's, let's see, there's a couple called like, I want to say there's one called like Sweets Falls or something like that. And the Meat Grinder, they all got interesting names. There's like the Greyhound. It's another one I remember, Double Z. They all have interesting names. 
would you ever do the Gully River, which is another river in West Virginia that's kind of like known for being like a step above the New River? It only gets let out in the fall. It's kind of a similar story to the Ocoee, but it's supposed to be pretty wild. I think so. I mean, I would consider myself a semi-adrenaline junkie. I don't know if it's just the things I've done in my life or or what, but I definitely like adrenaline and I'm not necessarily afraid of the of the feats that you have to go through in order to to feel that that rush. Like you were saying, the goalie is a little more intense. I think it does have a, a couple of big class sixes in it, um, as well as some more intense class fours and fives compared to the new river. So I would definitely like to go to it. I know as you get older, like you're saying, you want to do less and less of that stuff because you have more responsibilities that you can't just, you know, heal up from necessarily. But if I could ever get a group to go again, I, I would love to go to the the goalie river maybe do like a full day trip where you do the goalie and the and the new river all all in one what about you uh i i could probably be talked into it but now that i have a kid and stuff it makes it a little more nerve-wracking because like the goalie has rapids named like heaven's gates and pure screaming hell and things like that so it just makes me a little a little more nervous don't want to take any chances totally understand that when you have a family and everything obviously you have to be a little more prepared and have to trust yourself so yeah i get it i mean i don't know <laughs> this is gonna sound really mortem but if i have a fa- had a family which i this is all theoretical because i don't i guess that's why i have a, a life insurance policy <laughs> that's really morbid I don't think that many people die from it, really. I mean, they get those nicknames, like you said, for reasons, because if you're not paying attention, you know, knowing what you're doing, I, w- I probably wouldn't just go to it my first time because I don't go that often. But if I practice or like want like maybe two times every year for maybe even two years, maybe say I want like two or three times before I went to that to at least like prepare myself a little bit. I think I would have no problem, but just like, like you said, jumping blind into it without like, you know, remembering how strong water really is. We can sit here and talk about it, but there's a different aspect to it when you're actually in the river, you know, you get that, that adrenaline and a little bit, sometimes your mind's like, I got to follow directions, but then like, holy crap, holy crap, there's this big giant rock that we're about to hit and then you hit the rock and you, you bounce off of it and you know all that kind of plays into factors how well you can see through all that and and like you said before follow directions is there a dream river that you would want to go on i talked about the snake river before do you know of any other ones that you'd want to go on honestly that that one i know we've talked about just off air before so i definitely would like to do that anything that involves like big camping trips I would consider myself a very outdoorsy kind of guy. I like to camp. I like to, you know, be on the on the water, whether it's a, a river or lake or probably my favorite. I don't necessarily like the ocean as much, but I do love rivers. I would really like to do a full day trip on the Colorado. And I don't know if the Colorado is even, you know, better than the rapids that we've done in our life already. But it's just something about being in the Grand Canyon, you know, and you look up and you see these giant walls next to you that have, you know, 
taken years and years to form. Yeah, you're just like going through going through that. It's just like something really nostalgic about it. Yeah, I would definitely put the Colorado River, especially the portion going through the Grand Canyon up there on my list. I actually think that might be one of the best ones in the world to go whitewater rafting on. Just from like a pure fun point of view as well. I mean, not only is it beautiful to see, but I also think it's not just a a walk in the park either, so to speak, in terms of rivers go for rafting. I I do believe that there are some challenging sections of that river that they definitely warn you about, you know, before you go. So what is your least favorite thing about rafting, if you have one? Least favorite? I don't know. Probably the only thing to me is I hate wearing the the life jacket. Like obviously it's a super necessary piece of it, but I just feel like they're just like, they strap you into it and you're like, you feel like you can't breathe or I always feel that way. Like they really strap you in there. Like you're like, you're on a roller coaster, you know, and you get in those dang harnesses and you're like, (gasps) you're like, thanks dude. And they're like, they come over and push it down one more time on you to make sure they really got you in there nice and snug. Well, you're like that the whole time on the river, at least in my experience, <laughs> which for obvious, right. For obvious reasons, you don't want it to fly off you or anything. Well, that was what I was going to say is not necessarily how tight they are, which is true, but I was going to say the helmet and the vest just smell horrendous. <laughs> I wasn't even concerned about that. That's funny. They are dunked in river water, who knows how many different times a year. And then, of course, they clean them and stuff. But you just get like this locker room type stench that just follows you around everywhere. After that, I would just say riding in the back. <laughs> like I I, hate, I don't like riding or in the middle. I mean, I don't like riding in the middle of the boat. I haven't done a four person boat, which I really want to do sometimes. So you don't really have that to worry about. But I don't like riding in the middle because, I don't know, it's it's a safer spot and that's just not my style. I also remember on the another kind of thing about the New River Gorge is that about halfway down or so, there's a spot where everybody pulls off and then there's like a jumping rock that you can jump off of. You got to climb up on this gigantic boulder and then jump off the side. How far of a drop do you think that is down into the river? Uh, I actually remember that they were saying it was about 30, 35 feet, depending if you like actually jumped or just like walked, you know, like <laughs> projected yourself off of it kind of thing. I I had a lot of fun. I remember doing like a flip off of it. Uh, I, remember <laughs> I remember the girl in front of me. I felt so dang bad. She did a, a front flip or back flip before me and like didn't land it properly onto the river and like knocked the wind out of herself and like had to be like taken away off the river. (laughs) But I don't know. I I like jumping off that kind of stuff. Cliff jumping up to a certain point, as long as I know the, the pool below you is deep enough. Like I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think the river is crazy deep. I think they said it's like 90 feet deep or something in that spot. So there's like no chance. Plus you have your life jacket on. So you ain't going down very far. And I definitely would like to go back to that same spot, actually, because back then I didn't have LASIK surgery, where now I have my eyes corrected. So back then I was wearing 
I think I just started wearing contacts, so I couldn't really like open my eyes while I like fell into the river. So it was a little a little more difficult for me for like rafting, obviously, because you you want to be able to look in the river a little bit to see where you're going. Not necessarily saying that you can see well, but I remember one of the times I went on on that rock and I was climbing up there, and you know, there's several boulders that you got to climb on top of in order to get up to the big one, and. I remember looking down in like one of the crevices in between the the big boulders and there was the biggest snake I have ever seen in my entire life. That made you want to go jump off that that rock real quick. Yeah, exactly. It was like down in the crevice. It was maybe like 12 feet below me, but still I was like, it was all coiled up in there and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, nope. We did see a, a river, a river snake. I'm not sure what kind of snake it was at the Ekoe, if I remember right, kind of through that grassy section. And I've been like, ah, heck no. <laughs> so you do obviously being outdoors in these kind of settings, you're typically near, you're in the mountains somewhere. You're going to be by wildlife. I don't think I've ever seen like a fish, but you also have water moving pretty quick. But you, you could encounter, you know, in slower sections, spider webs, spiders, you know, hanging down from the trees while you're swimming through it and snakes going across the river and stuff in some of the swimming sections. And yeah, so you got to be prepared for that too, I guess. All right. To wrap things up, what is your final verdict? Are you going again? If I can get someone to go with me, most definitely. So hopefully this will spark an adventure, but I definitely... You know, anything that's outdoors, especially nowadays because of this whole COVID, you know, situation, I just feel like it drives me even more to to want to go outside. And, and maybe that will spark other people to, to try things like this as well that they normally wouldn't try. But I highly recommend going. You going to pony up and, and go now, too? I think I probably would. Maybe not the gully, but I could probably do the New River again. I liked it. If I remember right. Didn't your wife say that she would come with us too? Yeah, until we get actually get in the river, then she's going to be going nuts. Nope, I went out. I went out. Yeah, exactly. Well, too late for that. You're, the only way out is at the end of the river where they pick you up. So, Yeah, I, de- I definitely think I would like to do it again. I mean, we're just now about to turn 30 and everything. So I think I got a few more years. I mean, I don't know if I'll be going rafting after I hit 50, but I got, you know, 20 years to to go still. So hopefully between now and then I I hit the river a few more times. Absolutely. So guys, I would highly recommend it. Go out, get wet, have some fun. All right, guys. Thanks thanks for listening to this episode. And remember to follow us on social media and give us a like. We appreciate it. Yeah, so we are on Facebook, Twitter, and PocketNet. We would also like some feedback from you guys, maybe some episode suggestions. If you know somebody, if you want to come on, we'd be open to it. So hit us up for more adventures to come.